0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
2: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Moment of Cluth podcast. This week, my guest is one of the most feared defensive players in the NFL, Cameron Jordan. Cam was drafted in the first round by the New Orleans Saints in 2011, and with this being the week of the 2020 NFL Draft, I knew that he could share some great stories from his draft day. I got to know Cam when I was living and working in New Orleans. We're used to seeing him suited up and ready for game day, but now he's taking on the role of the chef in his household during quarantine. With three kids under the age of five, we talk about what he's been doing to stay busy, dad life, his draft day experience, what advice he has for young players coming into the league, and the potential of a season with empty stadiums. He never fails to tell a great story, so I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did.
1: Joining me now on the Moment of Cluth podcast is the five-time pro bowler defensive end for the New Orleans Saints, Cam Jordan. Cam, thank you for joining me. And first, I want to talk about for those listening to this podcast, they can't see this art piece behind you, this masterpiece.
0: Yeah, I'll give you a span up. It's all good. He's <laughs> up there. That's prime.
1: The Chateau de Jordan.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's he's a prime candidate for greatness. I get a, I get a, I get jealous of his stash sometimes. Like mine doesn't hold as well. When I when I wax it up, I mean it'll hold, and then it'll just like start drooping down after the first like ten minutes.
1: <sighs>
0: His is a forever immortalized.
1: <laughs> Have you noticed the uh the trend of men with handlebar mustaches during quarantine?
0: No, that's a thing.
1: I've noticed men everywhere. It's it's like their version of banana bread or dyeing their hair pink. All of a sudden, men everywhere. Something about global pandemic says grow a mustache.
0: We've been quarantined in the house for what six weeks? Yeah. It's been a it's been a while. Um, yeah. I was say you know with six weeks you can grow you can grow fine mustache. I'd like to say I started mine like a year ago, year and a half ago. It's whatever.
1: What's the secret to having a mustache this great?
0: Uh, time and and uh the mindset to go crazy, because uh, at this point, like as you're eating, the mustache just like pulled over. You're like, oh, that's disgusting. So you don't want to get caught downwind with that thing, basically. Yeah, absolutely not. I'm like, uh, I'm I'm in a, I'm in a, a drop top Mustang, going like <laughs> 60 on the freeway, and it's just like whipping everywhere. I'm like, this is awkward. Like, is I can only imagine if I was like an older guy with the with the toupee and just be in the <laughs> air. Like that's how I feel like in the mustache area.
1: You're gonna have to like bobby pin it down. So how's quarantine, <laughs> been? What have you been doing to stay busy?
0: Uh, everything, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I picked up guitar.
1: Wow, you just learned that during quarantine?
0: No, I know, but I bought it three, four years ago. <laughs> I bought it like three <laughs> or four training camps ago. And I was like, I've got, I've got time now. I've got time. And I have learned one note. And then I was like, all right, so maybe I'm not musically inclined. <laughs> I'm just gonna stick to destroying quarterbacks.
1: So. Been playing lots of Madden?
0: Uh, I played a little bit of Madden. I played a little bit of Madden, a lot more than I have recently. Uh, I've really been on this Call of Duty, um, and then I can only play like before my son wakes up and after he goes to sleep because I don't think Call of Duty's a four-year-old ready yet. Yeah. But he he taught me one time and was like, "Dad, what next." I don't, I don't know if I can condone this just yet. I think you have to be a little bit older. I don't, I don't know the rules on this. I don't I want saw, child protection services to just pop up on me.
1: <laughs> I saw on your Twitter that you guys had a bunch of Nerf guns. In the house
0: <laughs> a bunch
1: <laughs> oh boy he's getting the stash <sighs> the stash of nerf guns
0: <laughs> oh yeah we're not i'm not saying i've got a granddaddy ball of all guns but i mean <laughs> does get ready I, I got a 50 round drum in this thing and i mean uh our our sundays have become uh church in the morning uh, you know, we go over what we've learned this past week. So that's like my most in school time with the kids. I'm like, oh, you guys learned what? Oh, awesome. And then like before they go to bed, we get like an hour to two hours worth of Nerf gun fights. I, I, I thought it was set for like 20 minutes, but then it, we like started at six and Nick said it was 8.30 and it was past bedtime and mom was mad at me. So I was like, okay, so we went a little longer.
1: Your house sounds fun during quarantine.
0: We, I mean, we have three under, well, three under five, three under four. I mean, yeah. you know, we got a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, and they're, my one-year-old is starting to get all the attitude in the world. I'm not even sure when this happened. I swear it's because I'm at home the last <laughs> week, six weeks. Her, like, her emotions have just evolved into like a full-grown 20-year-old. Well, was, maybe, yeah. maybe 14, maybe 14. That's when they get like really
1: testy. Yeah, she's a teenager mentally. Um, I was watching your interview on Fox Sports 1, I think it was Friday, and uh, she said that she was five years old. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like throws up the quick five. Like, no, (laughs)
1: but Like, bring it. it, You're one. No questions asked. She already knows what she wants in life. Exactly. So has Nikki been doing the homeschooling, or have you been doing it?
0: Uh, I'm at best like a substitute PE teacher. (laughs) (laughs) At best. <laughs> um, I get like every now and again. I get some some one on one time. I'm a one v one guy. The way she goes go zone, you, you got to know your your specialists. I'm I'm like, hey, if I can catch you one on one, I can teach you something. <laughs> the way she like orchestrates the entire ensemble is is impressive. I don't have those type of skills. That's why I'm me and she's her.
1: So I, who's I, doing the cooking and cleaning? Do I even have to ask?
0: Oh, I'm I'm killing the kitchen. I'm killing the kitchen, I'm killing the grill, I'm holding it down. And in terms of cleaning, the only thing I've cleaned up this quarantine is like opening up the fridge and she misplaced one of those jars and it fell. And I had to clean up, because technically I opened it. I've had to clean up my mess. I like give you some wash through of like some pots and pans. But that, when I say wash through, I really mean rinse. I'm not really, I'm not scrubbing here.
1: What's your um, quarantine? These has
0: are meant to throw lime in, not dishes. <laughs>
1: got to keep them soft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's your quarantine go-to snack?
0: Man, all the kids snacks. I'm, I clearly like, I would, when Nikki would go to the grocery store, healthy stuff, granola, you know, like the, somehow a healthy version of Cheez-Its, like the Whole Foods version of Cheez-Its and whatever that is, you know, it's like oh, wow. banana cheese. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, like the yogurt pretzels. Yogurt.
1: I'm
0: just like, um I go to the store, like during quarantine, like I wake up early, I'm the first first person in the store, uh, once a week, and like all it's just like the real Cheez-Its, apple jacks, uh Captain Crunch, all berries, you know, like the the favorites. We got, you know, wheat thins. She's like, Did you get the reduced fat? I was like, I didn't even know they made reduced fat wheat things. Like, who who has time for this? You know, she's she's the health nut, so uh I'm more aligned in the lines of like, I love to snack, like the fruit snacks, the the gushers. My kids, I guess, had never had gushers before, so they were going crazy, which mind-blowing to me. I'm like, come on, bro, you're four. You've had gushers before. <laughs> Just being around me, you've had gushers before.
1: Fruit roll-ups. Those are the game-changer for me. Really? there are no children in this house because I love kid food, too. Like, if there were chicken nuggets and mac and cheese on the stove every night, I would easily gained 30 pounds i've gained seven in the
0: six weeks you <laughs> it near, so um see I've, I've lost probably like five because i'm like i'm like working out at a high like at all awkward times of the day like oh i got time guess i get some push-ups and squats in oh, oh i've got time
1: quarantine.
0: yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm fit person quarantine because i've got to offset snacking if i'm not being fit i'm going to head towards snacking yeah, I found out that there's different tastes in apples. Like there's, you know, <laughs> instead of gala apples or Fuji apples, I'm on these Honeycrisps. That's my that's my like my, yeah, my go-to sweet. Refrigerated yeah,
1: refrigerated with some peanut butter. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I don't
0: know about, why peanut butter. No.
1: you've never tried apples and peanut butter?
0: Yeah, when I was like a chick a kid and I was probably just eating straight ketchup. Like I was like you know eating the ketchup <laughs> off the sh- the fry or something.
1: It's a game changer. Try it. You won't be upset. You won't regret it.
0: Are you having one of those quarantine babies? You want to talk about this?
1: No, I promise. (laughs) I I have a quarantine child. It's my dog, Penny. She Ah. sits in on all of my interviews. Um, I'm just just
0: expecting like, you know, uh, a dozen or so quarantine baby booms. Like, oh, we're pregnant. And I'm just gonna be like, well, I guess you've had six to eight weeks by your, you know, by your lonesome or, a lot of my guy friends that are still single are like, hey, bro, I'm about to be a dad. I'm just expecting that text message.
1: Are they quarantining with their girlfriends?
0: Uh, I mean, quarantine and chill is a thing, as so I've been told.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, before all of this, your favorite thing to do was send quarterbacks you sacked a bottle of Jordan wine. So I'm wondering, how is that <laughs> Jordan wine holding up now? Are you going through it, or are you still shipping them out to Cam Newton just as a <laughs> –
0: <laughs> no, um I get I get a I probably get a glass of wine in a week and maybe a mixed drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably like I so said I've got three kids under four. I could only I don't know how like I'm talking to some friends like, hey bro, me and the wife you were Margaret is down. I'm like, bro, you have two kids. <laughs> like it like, wouldn't be any possible way for me to be blitzed and like trying to control like, hey, hey, take sit down. Lord, no, Nia. I'm like, you know what, guys. Daddy's gotta take a nap.
1: <laughs> it would make Nerf gun time real interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need I need my my senses around me at all times. with three threes, uh, I'm I'm wait. Ra- I think I'm raising uh luchadors. Uh, I think they're full blown wrestlers. <laughs> um, they just don't know that they're not six foot because they're coming at me like they're grown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I don't I don't have time to to uh, be a little liquored up.
1: Are you Are you uh, seeing any of your moves that they're using on you? Or are they coming for you, the way you come for
0: quarterbacks? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tank knows my sack dance. He'll so drop that on me every now and again. Uh, we'll, we'll call it, like, quiet time or nap time. And they'll be, you know, down. we'll all be downstairs we'll throw on a, a movie and somebody will fall asleep or whatever. If I had the audacity to, like, lay down on the ground to try and enjoy the movie, I know somebody's coming from my head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that could be the one-year-old. Like, she just, like, crawls over. It's like she does a little cute fake jump. And it was cute at first. Six weeks in, like, I want to, you know, tombstoner. It's It's perfectly fine. Like, I think about how much I love my children and, you know, and Nikki, And I also think about how much I would love to just drop kick all of them. On the same sentence. It's like, I love you. Let me powerbomb you through a table, maybe? Like Kevin Nash used to do? And then I was like, I come back to reality. Like, yeah, that would end up with me going to jail. I guess I can't throw the NWO from the from jail cell.
1: At least so, having- you know, I just stick to <laughs> me.
0: Yeah, that's why I play Madden. Like, I've, I've become overly, you know, attracted to Madden. Now I just take it out, because apparently I'm, I'm pretty decent at the game.
1: You are. Decent.
0: Yeah, I, I, me as a player on the game, me as an individual playing the game, I'm getting better. <laughs> I, I, was, I was struggling probably like two weeks ago, and I'm getting efficient. I wouldn't say pro fishing, but efficient.
1: You've got time to grow. I have Right. That by the end of May, you'll be the best Madden player in the game.
0: That's... Why are you saying <laughs> end of May like this? I can't do end of May. <laughs> don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby?
1: <laughs> is it, What is New Orleans stay-at-home order currently? Isn't it the end of May, or is it May fifteenth? I thought it was May sixteenth. Oh, sheesh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to keep track. There's. So many numbers yeah. floating around there. But.
0: Uh, so they get they get pushed back. I'm still, you know, excited for this uh, virtual OTAs that, that apparently is, I'm not sure how this works. I just learned that there was a meeting coming up and I was just like, I thought it got canceled. They're like, no, but didn't you catch the new email? I only check my email once a day. So if you send me 17 emails and don't text me about it, I miss it.
1: Yeah, this time last year, you would have, or this time any year, any season, you'd be in OTAs or gearing up for OTAs. What is the season going to be like without OTAs and minicamp?
0: Beautiful, awesome, amazing, <laughs> refreshed, better. Everybody's going to, like, be super excited to be uh, – I mean, if if it affects training camp, that's when I'll start getting to worry. But in terms of OTAs, I mean, you see guys sit out of OTAs and have record seasons. I've seen Aaron Donald sit out of training camp and have a record season. So uh, I'm not too worried about, you know, the pros that have been in the league for a couple of years. It's the young guys, the guys that are going to get drafted, guys ahead in the year two or three that may not have their uh, schedule regimented uh, the way that they're supposed to or cemented to know, you know, how they go into a season, how the condition they need to be to be what the team needs them to be. So in terms of myself, I'm ready. Like If you said, hey, we got a game in four weeks, I could get ready for that. If you say, hey, we got, you know, we're going to miss out training camp and be ready September 1, I might be ecstatic.
1: <laughs> if you could be quarantined with one quarterback other than Drew Brees, who would it be and why?
0: Quarantined with one quarterback. Hmm. Uh, I would say Teddy Bridgewater, but he just became the enemy.
1: Yeah. So. How is that going to work for you?
0: I'll say t- Teddy's my guy. Um, you know, is it on I've, sacked, I've sacked him before, so nothing, nothing of the norm. Um,
1: Will you send just wine after?
0: No, I don't think Teddy's a wine guy. <laughs> I might, I might have to. A little wine under the bridge. Ooh, water under the bridge.
1: Like yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. He's like, let me write that down.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. There'll be there'll be uh hydration maybe sent his way before the game.
1: So you would quarant—you would choose to quarantine with your buddy then, and not somebody that Uh, you. Absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the day, like you know, somebody I like. I I know his work ethic. I know that we could you know work out, and and at the end of the day, like we could also hit two different wings of the house.
1: Um, Speaking of quarterbacks. Tom Brady, now in the NFC South, already a tough division. How do you feel about this?
0: Uh, didn't he, like, con, con the phrase already, uh, Tampa Bay or T- Tampa Brady? I'm not sure what that is. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's super exciting to have the uh, second best quarterback of all times <laughs> in, in our division. Uh, overly excited to have the top two of the uh, best quarterbacks going at it twice a year. Um, it's wonderful I'm, I'm just gonna keep reiterating how wonderful it is to know <laughs> that Tom Brady the check down king is going to be in our division
1: I sense some wine getting delivered to the Brady household this season
0: yeah right do they drink wine I don't
1: I don't know between but like
0: between yeah I was <laughs> right and I like, between Tom Brady and you know a supermodel as a wife I don't what do they do? I, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a
1: documentary on his uh, home life that you could just watch before and figure out exactly how they spend post-game.
0: Huh. Awkward. Nope. I'll <laughs> pass.
1: <laughs> um, it's draft week. So I want to talk to you about your draft experience. You went in the first round in 2011, but your dad was drafted in 1982 to the Minnesota Vikings. So, football was kind of laid out for you I remember you telling me at one point that your dad dropped you off in eighth grade and said you're going to play football now um how did the draft change your life and if you could do anything differently from that day what would you have done
0: probably hold my own press conference before and say don't let me fall to 24 (laughs) 24 is just too far to fall." fall to far, the New Orleans Saints <laughs> come get me you know like come get me at 12 it'll make me feel better <laughs> um but no when it comes down to uh draft day I remember man, what do I remember from that day I remember you know getting in the suit I remember arguing about which shirt should go in the suit um <laughs> I remember like I was like this tie is terrible I think I was more upset about, like, the, the fit than the actual, like, all right, well, we got to get to the re- red carpet on time. I think we got dropped off, like, three blocks before. We had to, like, do a brisk power walk to make the red carpet. <laughs> and then uh sat in with the the fam, and from there, it was just two hours of waiting. It was it was a long time. I mean, I thought I was going to go top 15. I thought I was for sure locked in top 20, and then I fall to 24. Um, and and t- probably from 15 to 20, I got nervous, and 20 to, like, 23, I was, like, my stomach started dropping. I was, like, I brought the whole family out here. I was, like, oh, if we drop out of this, like, it's going to be ugly. (laughs) I couldn't imagine, like, oh, if if it got to, like, if it got out of the first round I had to come back the next day, I just probably wouldn't have come. I'm, like, look, let me know what team I'm going to. I'm not going to deal with this right now. Like, I brought everybody, mom, dad, brother, sister, cousin. Like, I brought everybody. Um... (laughs) It was it, it was a lot of my pride probably wouldn't let me come back. But um, it was an awesome time. I mean, New York was great at the time. Uh, ended up getting drafted 24th overall while I'm doing interviews, you know, right after Mark Ingram gets drafted. And then, you know, that kicks up our friendship. And we've been great friends for eight years before he left to Baltimore. And even through Baltimore, you know, we uh, were texting and talking and like it's normal. But now you just don't see your boy every day.
1: Yeah, I was sad to see him leave New Orleans, but I'm sure your friendship is holding up now better than ever because you're able to socially distant FaceTime and keep up with your friends. Um, I, on this podcast, I like to ask the question if there was ever a moment in your professional or personal life where you felt like you weren't being authentic to yourself um, as a player, as a person, and what you learned from it. Did you ever experience that?
0: Uh, Luckily. My ability to be myself around anybody and everybody has stayed quite consistent. I think there was times when I was younger and I didn't know how to say no to, like, friends Mm -hmm. and outside family. I think it was like, oh, I got to stay true to myself and, like, be there for the ones that was there for me. And then it was like, but at what point are you losing maybe who you are as a person and just trying to be there for other people? Um, and there's a little balance just there, just like a, a quick tweak. Um, when, it, when that comes down to it, like, you know, the, hey, I need some money, or the, hey, like, I need 10 tickets to, to a game. You're like, 10 tickets? Like, where do you think these tickets are coming from? Um, that, I mean, that gets a little excessive just early on, but uh, once you make a clear defining line of, hey, this is what I'm willing to do, this is what is going to happen, then, you know, you sort of thin that out.
1: Do you have any advice for the guys who might be um, getting drafted this week and experiencing that people trying to take advantage of them for their new money or um, tickets, like you mentioned, and how to, you know, establish that boundary. Uh, uh,
0: establishing ba- boundary with family is the hardest. I mean, luckily for me, my, my uh, integral part of my family, you know, my immediate family is a strong foundation in terms of wife and kids in terms of you know, brother, sister, mom, dad, uh, everybody is, you know, grandma. Like, everybody is, like, uh, has my co- has my back, ha- is in my corner. Um, so, I was fortunate enough not to, like, you know, be down and out to where mom needs something or dad needs something and then aunt needs something and, you know, the excess. Um, so, for guys who are getting drafted, enjoy the process and at the same time set up boundaries early on. You know, get a financial advisor, get, you know, get somebody who – uh, has your best interest, whether that be your mom or your dad. I've had you know friends have their mom be the no person. Like, hey, if you need tickets, go through mom. Oh, if you need money, ask mom. Like you know, and let mom be the bad person, um, or dad, or whatever that wall is. Unless you have the heart to do it at a young age. And I mean, we have we got guys when you come into the league and you go from you know not having more than a couple hundred bucks in your bank account at one at any one given time. Uh, it's to have them a little, a little bit more than that. Um, things get a little dicey there, and you, like I said, you just have to, you have to know yourself and know what you're able to and uh, able and comfortable to give. Them.
1: Um, I saw you're an extremely giving guy. Kind of piggybacking off of that, I saw that you um, handed out pizzas to first responders in New Orleans, which is a big deal because they are struggling there. You have a lack of PPE, and it's a hot spot for the coronavirus. Um, how can people help the cause or donate?
0: Yeah, I mean, when you talk about there's so many good people in New Orleans, there's so many different restaurants that uh, have are finding avenues to help the uh, people working at the front lines, whether it be, you know, first responders, you know, police officers, doctors, nurses, um, you know, even hospice workers at this point. Um, the, the founding community over at what, I sort of got in contact with Gabe over at Fat Boy Pizza, and he had already had something in place, and it was just so easy to want to partner up or want to team up, want to uh, get in on on feeding people who are making an impact today. You know, we've got a neighbor across the street that's a nurse, and so we of course fed her her uh, floor first, and then she was, you know, she comes over and she like leaves a note at the door, and it's it's a great feeling. Um, my wife's. Mom is, is a nurse out in California, so I could only hope that somebody's doing the same thing her way. Um, it's just that push for positivity. Then you talk about, you know, you got Yaya's Comfort Food, which is a small local eatery out in, is that Hand? I like to say hairhand, You know, he, we teamed up, did a couple of meal drops. Um, you know, personal chefs have sort of hit up little local, smaller personal chefs have always want to do something. We team up and do a food drop. I mean what what we're trying to do is just spray positivity in the in the day and age that we are in now uh, a, a little positive push can go a long way.
1: Saints fans are the ultimate twelfth man. They are always in your corner, so um if it comes to the point where fans can't watch you guys play in the Superdome this year or on the road, what would that be like for you as a player?
0: I have no idea. I've thought about this. I've answered this question I'm like you know. With the Saints, it's always been the fans and the players go hand in hand on a crucial third down, on a start over drive, on a kickoff. So to take them out of it <laughs> without taking jabs, it, it'd probably be like the opposite. Maybe we'll just pump in crowd noise, like a team has done before.
1: Yeah, you can get Manny Fresh to come DJ still, and maybe Juvenile, and just yeah. <laughs> make it a party. I mean, all right, you can't
0: you can't replace. The crowd noise that you get from the dome. I mean, that's the energy that starts the hoot at chant. You can't replace that. It's right irreplaceable.
1: Well, hopefully it doesn't come to that and we can figure out a way to manage this crazy virus. I can't even believe we're having this conversation. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that we'd be talking about professional sports being played without fans. But here we are. Um, and right. you, you can walk out onto the field playing your guitar and, <laughs> and it'll be a great day. I would watch that in prime time. <laughs> um, I was like, I've got to learn a little bit more than just one note. But I'll be, I'll be on it. I do want to hear this one note before we go.
0: No way. That thing is out of tune <laughs> as of, uh, two days ago when my son was playing on it. I was like, bro, what did you do? He was out there just like turning it. I was like, oh, oh
1: you're man. Both- Son, yeah sure you still want to show us your core skills yeah
0: absolutely not not till they're any sort of decent I will blame everybody before I get on that thing again
1: (laughs) okay lastly I like to play a little game at the end of this podcast it's two truths and a lie so you Hmm. tell me two truths and one lie about yourself and I'm gonna have to guess which is the lie
0: okay um Herschel Walker is my favorite running back. Uh, let's go with. Ooh, all right. Minnesota Vikings was my first football team that I I loved. And I'm born in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Simple let's
1: enough. Go with Herschel Walker is your favorite running back is the lie because your dad played for the Vikings.
0: Correct. Correct. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was was easy. By far the worst trade the Minnesota Vikings franchise ever made was for Herschel Walker. And I I still hold that as a grudge for some reason. (sighs) I'll I'll do better one day.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for spreading positivity and keep doing what you're doing.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate you for
2: having me on. Thank you for listening to the Moment of Cluth podcast. I'm your host, Megan Cluth. For more episodes, please subscribe and share this episode with others. Visit my YouTube channel to watch this interview and megancluth.com to stay in touch. Stay tuned for more great interviews.